do it. She's something I worked really hard. I got awesome grades. I did softball and I was good at it. I just see I was good at it. I just I worked hard. I never got in trouble. Followed the rules all the time. Obeyed my parents. I lost my parents. Never followed my mom really. Never had major health problems. Nothing like that. We weren't rich or anything, but my friends, my friends, my family, everything else was very rich in my life. And I was also raised Catholic. I mean, you guys. Well, so yeah, so I basically thought I was taught that I earned that being a good person would get me to heaven. And so being good was part of my life. And that was it. Um, but I'm just here to um, let you guys know that a lot of things look good on the surface. And that story of the prodigal son, um, you guys, most of you guys probably know this. You've heard this in church, right? It's the typical. How many of you don't know it? Anybody not know it? I'm going to sum it up really super quick. Okay. So in Luke 15, you can go in there, you're going to find a parable that Jesus tells them. And it's a father with his two sons. He's got two sons, younger and older brother. The younger son asks for his inheritance before the father dies. And the father gets his And that's kind of key, too, when you think about it. Because, I mean, it's one thing to go and ask your dad for some money. Another thing to be like, I want some money that I would normally get after the so he does, he does that to probably give it to him. And then he goes off to some foreign country and works the whole inheritance on horrible things. And then there's a famine in the land, and he's poor, and he's got nothing, and he's starving. And he goes to work hurting pigs, it says. And so he's so hungry that he's longing to eat or to feed that there was nasty. Like, that was really hungry. And then he has a change of heart, and he goes home to his father to admit his sin to his father, and he asks to be treated not as a son, but a hired servant. But before he even gets to the house, his father runs out to meet him, gives him the best clothes, shoes, a ring, and the best food that he has to offer in the house and have celebration. So with this story, a lot of times people relate, I think, to prodigal sons, um, all bad things that they've done and everything. Um, but who I relate to before becoming Christian is not that star of the story, the prodigal son, but it's for this And scripture says, now his older son was in the field. He was after the celebration had begun with his brother, who came back. As he came, he drew near to the house and he heard music and dancing. He asked one of his servants what all this meant. And the servant said to him, Your brother has come, and your father has killed the bad calf because he has received him back safe and sound. And here's the older brother's response. And he was angry and refused to go in. His father came out and entreated him, but he answered his father, Look, these many years I have served you, and I have never disobeyed your commands. Yet you never gave me a young goat that I might offer to my friends. But when this son of yours came, who has devoured your property, the prophecies, and killed that cow for me. So, <clears throat> I think some people's sin is really obvious. Um, like a lot of pessimists that was coming about. But others, like me, not think if I'd ask myself or anybody, everything on the surface was really good for me for most of my life. I actually didn't come to the present until 25. So I was yourself. I think it's a lot harder to see the stuff underneath. And I don't know if some of you guys relate to that. I know some of you guys, you know, may have a similar situation that I have. Um, and it's hard to see that stuff underneath, like jealousy or feeling like you're entitled to stuff or like you deserve something um, or maybe even though you don't realize what you're doing, you're judging other people and kind of putting yourself above them on the scale. 
the yeah, the moment that kid in the bottle of the oldest son opened his mouth at the end of the parable, he revealed that he was just as lost as his brother was right in the beginning. Um, even learning about loneliness, he says in Romans 3 10, none is righteous, no, not one. No one understands, no one speaks for God. Romans 3 23 says, for all of you are short of the good son, a bad son, everyone else. And I realized that every single one of us started off our lives um, and maybe continued our lives just squandering the inheritance that we felt we deserved and couldn't care less about the Father who did it. So, like, my whole life I had all these good things, but I didn't know that they came from God. And so I just used them up and didn't, didn't care and didn't think about where did I get this from. It was the work of my hands. It was for me. I did something good. That was wrong. And when you think about like the older son, it's kind of like he's saying, or the younger son, too, like he's saying that his dad was put in dead to him because he's asking for his inheritance. When you think of that, that would be a struggle to me. I just want stuff, Dad. I don't want you. And I think people think of heaven that way, too. I don't know if you guys do, but you just want to end up there because it's a nice place that you can enjoy. Like, you know, you go to curly gates, and kids have got babies flying around, and all this cuteness and greatness, and you don't have to worry about anything. But you didn't care last if Jesus was there. Um, but he's not there. It's not heaven. <coughs> and so I just think about the Father in parable too and how kind he is. And that's what drew me to Christ when I came first came to this church. I felt like people, you know, I didn't even know these people and they, they treated me in such a way that people that I've known for years, 10 years, to be best friends of mine, had never treated me. They loved me even though they didn't know me. Um, and it's that love, it's that kindness that says in scripture brings up to repentance. And, um, and just how kind he was, it says in scripture that his father saw him and felt compassion. Just asking his son, like, he didn't even, he couldn't say less than his father was alive. Again, he might have spent his entire inheritance and then came back. And he said his father saw him and felt compassion. He ran and raised him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. And he was going to continue and say, Can I just be your servant? Like, I don't want to be treated like I'm your son. I want to be your servant, Dad. And he didn't even finish the sentence. He didn't even finish what he was saying. And his father said, Servant, to the servant, bring the best robe, put it on. Put a ring on his hand, shoes on his feet, bring the fat and calf and kill it. Let's eat and celebrate. For this, my son is dead and is alive again. He was lost and found, and he began to celebrate. And so, I don't know, guys, I think um, that's what I want most for you as your leader. That's what I've always wanted. Um, you know, the leaders here were in the story with Bernard, and we don't want to add ourselves to the but we would be like the people out in the road, like out in the foreign country, like telling you to go, turn around. Faith in Christ. Because 
you know, for all that we've done, is when we realize how, how rotten we really are deep down. Because, you know, God didn't, doesn't make junk. You probably heard people say that. You're not, you're not junk. God didn't make junk. Hopefully we'll be in touch with you guys and I'll be talking about the baby when she's helping out. And hopefully too, um, I will be able to come back someday. And when I, you know, even before then maybe um, I can see like the house, you know, different things. You can find different ways to 